Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up, in our very, very humble opinion. Today, we're talking about making feature films on very low budgets with a minimal crew. I am Giles Alderson, co-writer and director of the psychological horror film The Dare and the World of Darkness feature documentary and producer of A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. Christian James and Dan Richardson are filming, but we have the excellent cinematographer Andrew Roger of the feature films To Dream, The Dare, obviously, and the TV series Borderline, which is now on Netflix. Do watch it. Plus, the World of Darkness documentary, which has had its London premiere last week. Yeah. That was fun. You weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was ill. You have to excuse me. I'm uh, still with cold currently. Mm. So Currently with hence cold. Hence my deep, sexy, gravelly voice. It's sexy. That's Thank for you. sure. Thank you. Yeah, we like that. Um, it was good, you know? Yeah? Yeah. There was a nice turnout. Lots of fans there. Cool. Um, some of the cast and crew were there. We had a good laugh. Nice. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. I, I did intend to. You went all the way from, like, came across from Bulgaria. I literally flew in that morning from Bulgaria. Rock and roll. Actually, that afternoon, got home, dropped my stuff, and went straight to the premiere screening of Damn. World of Dark. That's high life. Kind of a big deal, right? Big deal, man. Wow. <laughs> Bulgaria was hard. Bulgaria was amazing. Editing and finalising the film was hard. Yeah, no so close to picture lock. All right. I can't. I don't know what more I can tell you at the moment. It's just, um, yeah, that whole process is so difficult when you're just so sure. close to the end, sure. and yeah, 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 you don't want to press. Press finalize. Finalize. <laughs> Print. Print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, but anyway, yeah. So look, how, how are you? What's going on? Yeah, man, I'm good. I've just, uh, last time I was on a podcast, I'd just been for uh, lunch with a friend of mine. Just been out with the same friend. What's uh, going We should get her in. Yeah, I, what, I did I did mention it to her. She did wasn't, you? She wasn't keen. Was she not? No, she's shy. She's heard it, obviously. She's shy. She hasn't. I think when <laughs> she does, she she'll be it? totally in. She's well. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, good. Um, I'm working on developing a couple TV shows at the moment, which I'll talk nice. to you about later, Giles. Oh, excellent. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so I was meeting with her about that, and mm-hmm. I've got back from Bulgaria shooting with Giles, mm-hmm. you might have heard of, um, <laughs> recently. And yeah, I some, did some fashion things, got a, got a big commercial for, for a Rogaine next week. Wow. The hair people. Yes, man. Yeah, man. That's great. Mm, yeah, it's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. It's yeah. December. I'll take anything. Yeah. That's it. That's my news. It's good news. Yeah. Great. Thanks. All right. We are coming at you from Just Voices Studios. It's a brilliant studio and reasonably priced. If you want a central London studio without the central London prices, then this is the place for you. Visit them at justvoicesagency.com and speak to Simon or Lee. Look, if you're just joining for the first time, we have so many podcasts uh, before this one. There's so many great ones, including Sam Miller, who talks about Luther, working with Idris Elba. Um, There's with Poppy and Staten Cousins Row talking about how to get your short film on HBO. Oscar winner Mark Sanger, Oscar winner, telling us about how to edit, not just edit anything, but edit Gravity. And Transformers, two massive films. Phil Hawkins, him talking about to make a feature film in two days. How do you do that? Listen to the podcast. You will find out. Um, that's just a few of them. Today, I'm so excited. We have a really cool guest today. Today's guest is Helia Bissell Tomasello. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. This is the director of Kaufman's Game, an action thriller which he wrote when he was 19, started shooting when he was 20. 
and he also has directed the short films Love Doll, The Offshoot, and and The Judicial. I, I'm it's so cold, it's so snowy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say yes. Blame the weather. Yeah, we're oh, dying outside. Dying outside. I can't say words. The Judicial. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Helia. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Pleasure. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the screening of Corfman's game is this evening. Is this evening at, Ri- <laughs> at Richmond's Odeon. Odeon. Yeah. Yeah. At um, half eight. Head down there. You can see the film. Are cast and crew are going to be there? Yep, cast crew are going to be there. And you're very welcome to join us for drinks at Pitcher and Piano at 7 o'clock. Sounds amazing. Now, this is Richmond in London. So if you're in um, Holland or the US, <laughs> fly over. Pitcher and Piano do very good cocktails. <laughs> they do. They do a lovely appetini. Ooh. I've heard. Sponsored uh. by <laughs> Pitcher and Piano. <laughs> <laughs> that was for free, guys. That was for free. And we got next fans cocktail in won't be. <laughs> South Korea. Have we? Yeah. We've got fancy nice. South Korea, Japan. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Nice. What, do you know any um, Korean? I mean, there was Jane who I had lunch with today. She's Korean. <laughs> She's Korean. Great. Did do you... I know any Korean? In the Korean words. Oh, is words. What it meant. Not people. Uh, no. Great. Good. Good. So we can't say hello to you, but we will maybe next time. Next show, we'll do that. So, Helia, let's talk about you. How did you start? How did you start making films? Because 19 is a, is a young age to actually even write a full feature film. Well, um, I kind of have been making them for as far back as I can remember. My dad gave me a video camera when I was about seven. Oh, little mini DV yeah. affair. And um, I just started making short movies, you know, one one take, one shot kind of short movies with a credit roll written in felt tip on a piece of cardboard at the start, that kind of thing. Love it. And um, yeah, and that was kind of my my sort of my entry into it um but earlier than that i mean my my very earliest memory is watching hook by steven spielberg on vhs when i was about two and i just watched it again and again until the tape broke i was completely obsessed with that movie yeah so no no wonder you you started early at two and you can remember it and you you, because i can't remember before four and suddenly at two and you i can't can you (laughs) no No! i love this in the two you just watched talk we're old jazz we're old Old man. That's very true. So you don't look it. How old thank are you? you. I'll take That's that. Really cool. We're brothers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. He's laughing. He's laughing at that. Um, yeah, we're older. Let's we're just older. say that we're older than old enough to know better. To know yeah. a lot better. But Hook's a great film. Fantastic. Underrated. I think it's one of the most it's underrated. That a Spielberg movies. movie. I it have is. No idea. It's yeah. because he's embarrassed by it. Really? He's really embar- oh. He doesn't want anyone to know he did That's it. That's a shame. It's the only film he's ever done that he genuinely is embarrassed. It's a big by. movie. And it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Amazing cast. Was Jaws 2 and 3 him? No. Nah, no. see, that, that's embarrassing. Yeah. That, would, <laughs> yeah, that would be really embarrassing. Was, was Michael Caine <laughs> But not Jaws. as embarrassing as Sharknado. No, but that made yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> money, man. See, it made money. Yeah. This yeah, is the yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, what was it in Back to the Future 2? Wasn't it when they had the Jaws, when they went to the future? Yeah, Jaws 19. 19. 19. Jaws 19, directed by Max Fulbrother. I love little things like that. They never got to 19, which is probably a good oh, job, right? Well, we've got time. Yeah, we have got time. Yeah. We have got time. Maybe not in our lives times, but certainly in Helia's. <laughs> uh, so, so you were two. You, you're making, you're not making anything at two. Not at that point, no. <laughs> right, good. Good, we got that clarified. Just getting the bug, getting the bug. Getting the bug, yeah. right. So how did you go from being two and watching Hook to being 19 and writing your first screenplay? Well, as I said, when I was about sort of seven, eight, my dad gave me the video camera. Mm-hmm. I was messing around with the video camera. Um, I had an eyewitness book on cinema, which came a couple of years later, sort of broke down the roles behind the camera a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, well, I want to be a director. That was kind of my sort of defining moment of understanding that role behind the camera. Great. Um, 
And then um, I was in school, of course, and uh, my cousin, Philip Clyde Smith, who is a music video director and ad director, and he's moving into narrative now, shorts and a feature film he's developing. Uh, he had a music video company and I was lucky to be invited on board in my mid-teens and that was really how I cut my teeth because I didn't go to film school as such but I was helping him, you know, mm. one day making tea then the next day I'd be plugging in lights, sparking, whatever. That's a and, great way to learn, right? I mean, yeah. you must have learned loads. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, mm. he's been a really great mentor to me, Philip. That's yeah. really good. Okay, so then you started making shorts yourself? Started making shorts myself. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I did a couple of short films uh, in in my later teens, kind of not more serious affairs to the ones I did when I was a little kid with my dad's video camera. Course, you know, yeah. I had like sure. a small crew to work with and, you know, we had a clapperboard this time. You know, luxuries like that. <laughs> luxuries <laughs> as opposed to hands. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> um, and a camera this time. Like and a camera as well, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a difference. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, got some of those into festivals like Rain Dance. And, Amazing. Um, that's really good. And then I did some research, um, things like the Dove Simmons two-day masterclass, mm-hmm. where he gives you wonderful advice like, don't make short films. Make a feature. Yeah. Yes. And that kind of, you know, it, it, you know struck a chord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and everyone told me I was bonkers to want to do a, a feature film with no budget. But I knew that, that was what all the people who'd inspired me had done. Yes. Rodriguez with El Mariachi mm-hmm. and... Kevin um, Smith, I imagine. Exactly. Clerks, yeah. And um, I'm missing one. Uh, Slacker, director. Richard, Richard Linklater. Link- yes. And he's done you pretty well off the whole no-budget thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's... Mm. I totally think that's the way to go. If You know, mm. if you've you're going to make a short for 10 grand. Why not make a feature film for that and just yeah. push yourself and go for it? Absolutely. I mean, I know people who've spent like 100K on a short film. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I'm not, never I'm not, I'm not, I'm not naming names. Me to these people. <laughs> 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 <Wow>. <laughs> but yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? Right. And did these, did these short films do well? Well, I think they got into some festivals. I mean, but that's but that's all you can hope, hope for with a short film is that, well, that's true, festival circuit, and then it dies a death, right? Well, except for yeah. Staten Cousins Row one, which actually got on HBO on Sundance, which I produced, and sometimes it can go further, but you've got to be in the right place what, to what do that. What was it that. called? It's called This Way Out. This Way Out. Yeah, and it won okay. loads of awards, and and then uh, HBO picked it up and it got. And on it's there. led to a a show. It's led to that being on HBO all the time and on the Sundance channel and still gets picked up for festivals. So it's, and technically, mm. it's... It's the best short film ever made. Well, <laughs> but what it has done is it's led on to much more things for Staten so that it, mm. he's just made his feature now and mm. he's making, has been making the TV series of, of that short film, mm. writing it anyway. So yeah, it, it is possible, but mo- it's so unlikely. There's so yeah. many shorts yeah, don't make money. Yeah. Our short just got picked up for distribution, The Heart of the Forest, which mm. me and Andy made with Lords and Jessica. Congratulations. I mean, to get distribution for a short is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. We're, we're over the moon, really. Um, but yeah, most of them don't. So mm. this 100 grand one that you're saying just sort of, yeah, like you say. <laughs> It's that's tough, but, yeah. you, but your ones were made for very modest budget. budget oh, yeah, and I mean, mine were, were all like 200 quid each. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the way to you do know, it, just right? beg, borrow, yeah. steal, yeah, do exactly. what you can. Yeah, yeah. ask Andy, yeah, <laughs> in December, <laughs> in December. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the time. time. That, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. a big deal now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not in December, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Call him up now, everyone. It's free. Um, so let's talk about Corfman's game because. 
like say you wrote that in 19 what, what was the inspiration behind it what was your... it, it was a mix of things i mean i having you know done the uh the the dove simmons two-day weekend where he impresses on you the importance of you know making a feature instead of a short and focusing on genre and not drama because yeah. everything's a drama you know this here right now is a drama on some level you know it's just not definable enough so i thought okay i i like horror f- films but i'm fussy about them so i don't really want to be branded as a horror film director mm-hmm. um i'm keener on the thriller genre and i'm keen on the thriller genre because it is the great grandkid of the film noir genre which i'm obsessed with mm. so i thought okay this hasn't really been done yet i mean obviously guy ritchie's made an impression and everyone's copying guy ritchie the sort of geezers with guns gangster aesthetic mm-hmm. but there hasn't really been a, a british um gangster movie that sort of pays a very direct homage to film noir mm. Or Franz Kafka, which was the other thing I was obsessed with at the time, was Franz Kafka. And I thought, well, I think Franz Kafka had a big influence on noir. I'm sure Raymond Chandler was reading Kafka. So I thought, okay, is there some way I can culminate Kafka, Chandler into the London British gangster genre? We'd love that. Yeah. So that was uh, that was the direction. So do you want to tell us the story just a little bit about it? Do you pitch on it so that people know what it's about before they head down to the Odeon in Richmond tonight? <laughs> well, um, the, in a nutshell, it's about an aspiring boxer who's trying to uh, improve at his craft by any means necessary and in doing so gets involved with uh, the mafia underworld and gets in way too deep. I mean, that sounds cool already. It does sound good. Um, look, you, you were also the cinematographer, right? Mm-hmm. Along with Genki. Genki McClure. I know Genki from years back. He was a gaffer on a load of um, films I used to do back in the day. He's, he's a lovely guy. He's great, isn't yeah. he? He's worked, do you know Genki? I don't. I don't know Genki. Ah. No. Surprising. He's, he's like done a lot of low-budget films, but also mm. high-end as well. Cool. He's electrician. He does a lot of best boy work on mm. big movies. Nice. A lot, yeah, of, yeah, lot yeah. of big sparking stuff. Yeah, so no, he's really talented. How did you get involved? Did he, he worked on one of your shorts, right? Yeah, no, we worked together. No, the first time we worked together was on a music video. Um, I don't know if he'd be happy about me mentioning it, but it was a Jedward music video. I don't know if you remember Jedward from uh, who, who X could Factor. Forget? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry I mean, for reminding everyone. Who doesn't about like Jedward? Jedward? <laughs> It's okay, it's gone. Down Sorry, the drain, Tullis down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many we've got an island, but they've just gone down. Yeah. <laughs> Sinking the ship. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, so you made a music video for Jedward. You actually directed a music video for No, I, I wasn't, I wasn't direct. I didn't, I didn't have that honour. My, my cousin, Philip, who I mentioned earlier, he was, mm. he was directing it. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention that, but okay, I've done it now. Um, he actually <laughs> didn't lying. want his name on the credits. Really? No, no, he was... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, none of us wanted. Yeah, none of us wanted to act, wanted to be involved in this. It was, it was a money thing. Of um, course. Um, <laughs> Is that so, a thing yeah. you can do? If I, I wish just I'd that. do it for There's money. So many things <laughs> yeah. I've done in December's where I, I could just, just take them on. Damn. 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 All right. Well, you don't have to have, add everything to your good, CV. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every day's a school day. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All the stuff with me now. Take it <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> so you're making this. <laughs> Music video for Jedwood. We'll put that out. You are fact. You are making this. So no, you you were involved in making. I was involved in making this. Yeah, I mean Genki was. I think Genki was. Uh, I think he was sparking, sparking on it, probably. and um, mm. I was like assistant producing, just kind of helping fill tidy. What was out the with... track? What was the track? It was uh, that famous one. 
it was all the small things. It was the oh, Blink 182 yeah. cover. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> Until they got hold of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was quite a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave yeah. that hanging in the air. <laughs> this Jedward moment. I never thought we'd talk about Jedward on this podcast. Uh, I never thought I'd talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd think about it again. knows about it. I like that. <laughs> so, okay, so just jumping ahead. So you worked with Genki uh, as your gaffer. He was uh, he was camera operating. He he was doing all sorts. So uh, this is interesting me for a while because yeah, yeah. as a DP, so mm. um, Paul Thomas Tom, Paul Thomas Anderson, mm. guys like that, they a big big. I'm yeah, a big fan of, of course, his. Like, amazing. amazing. Yeah, um, obviously a very visual director as well. I excited about Phantom want. Thread. Yes, yeah, yes. the trailer is amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, amazing. Um, I often feel those guys must have a very strong gaffer behind them mm. who know what they want and how to fill in those gaps. Is that why you chose someone like him to work with you? Well, I mean, a, a large chunk of our of our gaffering work was by a guy called Howard Davidson. I don't right. know if you've heard of him. He works with Scorsese a fair bit. He did he let Hugo and um, the other Scorsese movie, Living in the Dead, and a whole bunch of more independent stuff. And I mean, he's got an amazing eye. So I mean, yeah, I'd like to sort of put a shout out for Howard um, on that uh, yeah. note because uh, yeah, he he gave. A really beautiful look. I mean, it was, I mean, it's a very stylized film. Sure, it's um, it's got a lot of soft lights, very contrasted. I mean, him, him and I had a lot of uh, very interesting chats about kind of Blade Runner and mm. using utilizing that as a reference as much as possible, if indeed you can on a no budget film. But we wanted to try. Yeah. And yeah. you you were operating the camera as well a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're cinematographer. You shot it. You directed it. You made tea. It. You made tea. <laughs> you pretty much did everything that that someone trying to make their first film and getting out there and and has done it is, and it's incredible that you've done that. And it's Thank this. You. This should be an inspiration for anyone else yeah. listening out there who's going, "Oh no, I can't do it." You've actually made a very cool feature film for a very low budget, and yeah, you've you've done it. So hats off to you, man. Really, Thank hats you. off. But I think I, th- I suppose what Andy was saying there was you, you're choosing someone to work because you're holding the camera. You're also looking at the cinematography side. You're, you're mm. working or wanting to work with someone like Genki mm. and Howard, who mm. really understand that, so they can see that as well with you. Is that one of the reasons why? Absolutely. You did it? Yeah. I mean, I just I, I just wanted somebody who understood lighting better than me because mm. I mean I'm pretty confident with framing a shot. You know, I'm I'm pretty. Um, I'm pretty confident with uh, my sense of composition and angles, but um, I want someone who's more um, more uh, stronger in, in the in the lighting realm mm. to uh, um, sort of add a add a bit more um, emotion from that point of view. Totally understand. Yeah. That's why I get Andy or other excellent DPs. All <laughs> <laughs> DPs are available. They're available in December. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyone, you want. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about cast because you had some really cool casts. You've got Jai Frasca, if I'm pronouncing that Jai correct. Frasca, brilliant, yeah. brilliant actor. Rupert Shelbourne, Toby Osmond. Osmond, yes. I spelt that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toby Osmond, uh, Joe Diamond. Uh, Robert Toretto, Tor Andreas Fagerland. The late Tor Andreas Fagerland. Really? Yeah, he passed away uh, at the end of October. 
Very sad. Very, very sad. Um, so it, although, you know, we've, we've all been really happy with the response to the film and, you know, getting a good distribution deal and theatrical release and everything, and that's all been wonderful. There's been a little bit of a dark cloud over the release uh, these past weeks just because uh, Tor isn't with us and he never got mm. to see the end product, which we're all a bit gutted about because he was really proud of his work on it. Sure. And, and, you know, he was a great friend of all of us. Oh, that's uh, sad. That's that's a shame, isn't it? Um, but, but you uh, had a. But in terms of the old cast, it's very strong, and they all come across so well. How did you get them involved? How did you say, "Look, I'm it, making this for pretty much nothing"? It was. I mean, really, it was just it was luck. I, I had a script, and um, obviously couldn't afford a casting director, mm. um, so I was having to cast it myself. And um, I'd spoken to some of my mentors about casting a no-budget feature film, and they all said kind of the same thing, which is, you like your friends, but your friends can't act, so don't cast them. So true. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a really good point. Yeah. Unless you really have to, really, actors available, actors will come and do, especially a feature film. Yeah. They will come and do it, and you can cast some really good actors. You don't necessarily need to put your mates in who can't act. No. It's fact. So yeah. So you, so what did you do? You put a, a shout out online. What I did was not expecting any response. I uh, sent the script to the top five agencies in London, and I wasn't really expecting a response. But then um, one of the top ones got back to me and uh, said, uh, "Our client Jai Frasca would like to meet with you." Um, and I was thinking, well. Well, that's good. I better go meet him then. Yeah. Basically, he, he he was very much into the character already, so I had strong, a strong indicator that he was a, a very good choice for that. And it was through him that I met Amy Pemberton, mm-hmm. um, who plays our our nameless Van Patel archetype in the film. So yeah, um, yeah. and they're both great in it together. Very good. It's very yeah. good casting, actually. Um, was, mm-hmm. how, did he bring Amy then? Did he ask Amy to come on board? Yeah, they'd worked together. She'd just finished The Rock of Ages on the West End. And she'd also uh, just done a movie called Storage 24 with yeah, Noel, Noel Clark. Clark. Okay, yeah. Um, and they'd worked together on Jersey Boys. So they were good friends. And he told her about it. And I mentioned to him that the girl I had um, lined up for it was maybe not going to be available. Okay. Um, just in a moment of panic, I mentioned that to him. <laughs> And and he seemed quite excited about this, and I and I wasn't oh. sure why. And then a couple of days later, he calls me up, and he was like, uh, "Would you like to meet with my friend Amy? I think she might be available." And uh, he sent me um, her spotlight, and and I said, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes." There was there was only one right answer to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, yeah. Yeah, because um, she's doing very well now, right? She she's is in doing, LA. She's, she's doing very well. TV series? She's in uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow um, mm-hmm. as Gideon. And um, she, yeah, she's got a lot of TV work going on over there. I mean, pretty much as soon as she landed, she just, I think, kind of stormed pilot season. And mm. yeah, no, I mean, she's got a very, I think she's got a very big future ahead of her. Yeah, distinct look as well. She oh, sounds yeah. great. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah she can act. It's, it's really good. There was one character that was actually, the, the role was written for, and that was for Tor. I'd done... Um, You'd done a short with him as well, hadn't judicial. you? Yeah. And um, we'd become good friends. And uh, one day when we were having a beer at uh, at the Grout Show Club, he asked me what I was doing next. And I said, well, I think I'm thinking of doing a, a feature next. I think I'm sort of a bit done with the whole short film thing. It doesn't really go anywhere after the festival circuit. Um, and he said, well, that'd be great. Can I be in it? And, uh, and I said, sure. Um, and... Uh, 
I, uh, I, I wrote the, the role for him. Um, and uh, that's kind of how it, how it developed. But all the other characters were, were, um, were cast. Right. Okay. And this is when you were 19? I was, yeah, I was about, yeah, I would have been about 18 going on 19. Hanging out in the Garancho yeah. Club. Yeah. Sounds good already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The chatting to actors and then you, you sat and wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wrote it quite quickly because I knew it was going to be a, you know, a very minimal piece because mm-hmm. we didn't have much, well, we didn't have any money for action set pieces or even like fake blood particularly. I mean, it was really just a case of having enough for the glass, the lenses, you know, some locations, enough for a bit for contingency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting with zero, working your way up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and how did you fund it? Was this through your credit cards? Credit cards. Credit right. cards, applying for credit cards and just using them when we couldn't pull in a favour, more or less. Right. And we pulled in a lot of favours. Sure. So many that it's kind of almost embarrassing to list. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is the way you have to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure you, you both know that in this country, you know, things are very, very clubby. The industry doesn't really support up-and-comers until mm-hmm. you've done something on your own once you've made one then suddenly they go oh hello yeah yeah, yeah. like well yeah where were you before when i needed you exactly (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah we're not going to name any institutions but yeah what it would be what would be good is if those certain institutions did help a little more i mean they say they do Mm. but actually i don't know if you've ever applied for any of the funding bodies any of that stuff it's like it's like jumping through through hoop after hoop after after hoop hoop that's on fire and and the lion chasing you (laughs) It's just, just no point. <laughs> Honestly, uh, unless, the, unless you, I don't know. It just, it's not for us. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's, uh, it's a real shame, actually. Yeah. But that's just the way it is. But you've made suddenly, if you've made one, they go, okay, we'll come into the club a little bit. Yeah. So that's why I think what you've done is great to go. Do you know what? All right, I might have stretched your credit card a bit, but I've gone out and made a film, mm. and now I'm knocking down doors. It's getting played in big cinemas, and you've got distribution. But we'll come to that. So again, this is this is a really cool story. Um, okay, so you put it on credit card. So how locations? What did you do about things like that? Well, uh, Joe Diamond, who plays um, uh, the driver in it, mm. yeah, um, he was living in a building called Falcon Wolf. Oh, down by um... South Bank. Yeah, not South Bank. Sorry, uh, Battersea. Oh no. <laughs> Fantasy Chelsea, um, and uh, it's a beautiful um, uh, skyscraper with a with a great rooftop with a wonderful view of um, the cityscape. Because I was going to ask you where you shot that because it looks so nice. It looks so nice. You shot a lot up there. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> yes. Um, and when I went up to the rooftop, I just thought, you know, we've, we've got to utilize this. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, and he had already said that he'd be happy for us to shoot in his apartment as Kaufman's apartment. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, maybe we can like milk a few more locations out of Falcon Wharf because mm. then we, we in, a, in effect have a kind of makeshift studio, which is perfect for this mm. kind of thing. And, uh, and that's pretty much the approach we took. We, we used um, the rooftop, we, we used his apartment, we used the, um, the basement, the car park, the boardroom they had, the elevators. I mean, we, we really got a lot out of the Falcon Wharf location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm. that was... That was the location that I was writing around, and um, there were others that we went out and scouted for, mainly the exteriors. How many days shooting did you do on the main photography? In total, it was about a month, but divided into two. And okay. And we went back and we did a long weekend of pickups right. about sort of six months later. 
Yeah. So like 30 days, 20 days, somewhere yeah. like that. Somewhere around there, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. That's, yeah, quite a pace. Yeah, yeah. About eight pages a day, which is painful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair rate. Yeah. Did you find that you were cutting lines and bits and pieces as you went? Because you were just like, actually, we can't do it. And that's not as important. There was only about two scenes that were cut altogether during the production. Mm-hmm. Um, the old line might might have gotten rephrased here and there um but i was pretty adamant about getting in as even things that were overwritten in exposition in for the edit at least just because you know you could use it as a voiceover if nothing else yeah or, yeah, yeah and it's, yeah. A, it's a safety mattress right uh-huh yeah yeah so um yeah i wanted to try and get as much as we could really as much raw material to play with later mm-hmm. because i think you know when you're making a film like that you've got to kind of prepare for the fact that everything could completely hit the fan at any moment and you might just have a short film to cut together so at the true. end. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Because <laughs> something could go wrong, like with the building, yeah. anything, then so you're not allowed to use it anymore. Who yeah. knows what? Yeah. And that nearly happened, actually. It did with it. With the building, yeah. And in terms of the editing side of stuff then, was that you just sat in a room going, how am I going to put this together? Well, I, I put together um, like a rough assembly Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was very lucky to meet with a chap called Michael Rolt and uh, he was brilliant because I, I basically just needed somebody to kind of come in and be more objective mm-hmm. and and that's I guess the whole the beauty of, of the editor role um, is someone yeah, sure. to play advocate for the audience and um, and he was wonderful at that um, originally he was just going to come in and grade it and he's a very good grader but uh, he he was keen to take over as uh, as as editor and see if he could refine things down a bit and um, and I was all for it because I'd seen his work on Sky and it was dynamite so mm-hmm. um, he was another very lucky yeah. collaborator to come on board um, yeah. and looking forward to working with him again. Excellent. How long did it take from finished principal photography to now? Because I'm not sure on the timeline. How long did it take to get it actually finished? Oh, it took a while because I was finishing uni. I was actually studying at uni while I was um, writing, making it. Yeah, I needed needed some time to finish my studies and that was when uh, we were doing the assembly edit over a couple of years and then Mike got involved a little while later and then just as the we were sort of close to... um, locking picture maybe we just started the sound edit that mm-hmm. was when i graduated and then we were all locked and by can 2016 we were ready for the can film market to start shopping it around that's for, incredible uh, distribution that's so good that you were doing it at the same time as uni was anyone else making a feature film at uni uh they were not although um my buddy ken plass he he was an assistant editor on uh kaufman's um so yeah he was he was he worked with you. Yeah, he he worked with me on the on the. Program. That's what I mean. Is people yeah. who just get off their ass and go, do you know what? I'm going to make a feature, and yeah, and I bet all those people have seen it now, and it's it's a nice success story, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the the uni have been like really plugging it, uh, Staffordshire, uh, my uni, which is great. Um, it's really really nice uh, to see the see their support from the alumni office. So, I mean, it was the only university, I don't know about now, but it was the only university in the country that would support, you know, would grade me on a feature film project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, weren't, there wasn't even a film school that but would do that. It doesn't make sense that why mad? they wouldn't. Yeah. Surely they should be saying, yeah, if you want to go do that, we'll support you. Yeah. Because that's your way into the industry. Mm. Even if it isn't very good, all right, well, it's, I just did it as a, a class project. Move on, next one, if you want to make films, you keep going. Yeah. It make, doesn't make sense to me why they no. don't support that. Just want to do shorts. <laughs> 
I mean, mm. obviously they know how hard it is, so there is that. Mm. But uh, that's my opinion. I have a boring DP question. Oh, what did you shoot on? What was your camera package? The, red. Uh, red. Reds. Ooh, which one? We used um, the Red MX, Red oh. Scarlet, and the Red M- Epic. Nice. Yeah. Basically, depending, we we had a, a friend who who owned some, and um, it was partly dependent on which ones were available oh, yeah. at yeah, the time. Um, yeah, but yeah. also um, for things like the London Underground sequences, sure. Red Epic was best. Yeah, you, you just bung it on a shoulder rig. Yep, because it's like I think five kilograms, lovely and light. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a it was a red movie. Nice. Yeah. What, were your, what was your lens? Was did that change with? It, I mean, yeah, we had a we had an ultra prime set. Nice. Um, Zeiss, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. All right, yeah. no, tick that box, thank you. I, some you some really nice glass, yeah. Cool. Yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get that? That was again. That was that was big favors. That was big favors um, from um, uh, Panelux. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Pa- uh, Panavision. You know, they gave us a lot of kit um, that they just. No, not not for the reds, oh, but right. for the, oh, for the lights and okay, yeah, yeah. lights and uh, and glass. And what did did you just go and ask? Did you just say, look, we're making a feature. Can you help us out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just basically yeah we said it's a student project and we sort of flashed the student um, student card, the card, card and the <laughs> sort of letter of permission and right. all that, um, which is something that that I think all all kids interested in filmmaking should really take advantage of. I mm-hmm. think and perhaps they don't enough. Um, there but, you go. This is a perfect yeah. advertisement for that. Mm, Literally absolutely. ring these people up and go. Uh, can can I borrow some kit? We're a student. We want to make something. Yeah, yeah. A lot of places will yeah give you rates. Yeah, for sure. And the old freebie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You'll get the old yeah. freebie. Just mm. ask. That's what you got to do is ask. Mm. You you made a feature film by asking. Yeah, and if, as long as you you know assure them that you know you will credit them and mm-hmm. pay them the next time. You know. Yeah. If if they're not running it out anyway, then yeah, what have they got business. to lose? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. As long as yeah. insurance is in place, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Good. And that's something that has to be in place. Yeah. yeah. That's that's something that I'm very glad we didn't skimp out on. Mm-hmm. Well, that is <laughs> the one thing. <laughs> because we, we broke a table at one point. Um, a table? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like an expensive table? Or just Quite like an expensive it? table. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's just a table. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we go yeah. out here. Like you dropped some mm. red or something. But... Yeah. No, no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> I did as well <laughs> at first. Like, oh. It's equipment. <laughs> did did Panelux Pan own this table? No, no, this was in Falcon Wharf for location. Um, ah. This was like it was an expensive this place. Is, this yeah. was Kaufman's um, boardroom table, and um, it was layered with glass over the top. And yeah, I, I promised myself we wouldn't break it when we first uh, wrecked the location, but uh, but yeah, you did. Alas, yeah, <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so luckily, we got, you got insurance, and this is something I found massively important: not only be safe on set, especially with action stuff or fighting, but really get insurance um and pay you um, not pay your crew and feed your crew, and they're, feed the, crew. they're the three things more than anything I mean, pay yeah. if you can. holy trinity <laughs> well, love yeah, to pay them Bethany. sure yeah. but if you can't at least <laughs> feed, feed and water them for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. keep so, them alive yeah, yeah keep them alive well the more you feed them the more that actually they'll work for you it's so true isn't it when That's they're tired yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. a job coming in on the phone or they want to do something else they're thinking about something else mm. feed them feed me um let's talk about distribution mm-hmm. because you are now Congratulations, you have distribution for this film. Thank you. How did that happen? Well, uh, as I said, once we had uh, finished, once I graduated and, and once the film was fully locked, uh, I went down to the Cannes Film Market mm-hmm. to uh, shop it about uh, for uh, distribution sales agents, as you do. And we had some interesting offers come forward 
uh, from companies that are based in um, in France and uh, Europe, uh, some in London, um, which is funny going back to the whole sort of British film industry thing that if you email or call London distribution and sales companies, you know, half the time you, you just, you won't hear back. Sure. And yeah. then when you're face to face, you know, it's, it's a different story. Whereas in America, you can set up a, a meeting via email. Mm-hmm. And call them, and they'll say, "Yeah, man, come in." You know. they, they do it just in case you're the next big thing. Yeah, they do. Whereas, and they'll meet a lot of people, but yeah. at least you get the meetings. Whereas England, they will not meet no. you. Yeah. So, how did you go? Well, let's talk about can specifically. Did you have a table set up there? Did you have a stall, or did you literally just do what a good filmmaker should do and turn up and go? I'm here. I just turned up. I had a bunch of press kits under mm-hmm. my arm, uh, and I also had uh, a uh, an, an iPad with a trailer. And uh, that was pretty much my approach, just sort of turning up uh, and to the booths and uh, asking for a meeting, getting scheduled in and uh, seeing where it went. Good for you, yeah. man. Good for you. So what happened? How did it, well, how did it go? Well, it went well. We had some cool offers come our way. Um, and uh, I had uh, other other guys on my team who were just like, dude, you just got to take it. Like the first one that came in, they were just like, you know, you got to take it. And I wanted to just wait because I wanted to, I already had it in my head. I want to go to Los Angeles and mm-hmm. check things out over there. Um, one of the offers, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names because it's a bit controversial, but one of the offers we had from a distributor, a UK based distributor, um, had a notoriously bad reputation with, um, fraud actually. Mm. I had, um, an associate who was urging me to take this guy's offer, you know, because of the reputation, despite, all the alarm bells that are going I heard off in around him. And I think it was, in some ways, it's a bit similar to like the whole Weinstein thing. Like everyone knew the person he was, yet because of his power, people just acted like, you know, it was, it, it was, it was okay. Fine. And yeah, 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 you'll have to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. you'll have to deal with it. You know, otherwise mm. your film will never see the light of day. So just kind of bite the bullet kind of thing. And, mm. um, and yeah, I, I really wasn't feeling this particular offer at all. Um, and this was to the dismay of some of the people I know. Um, but uh, since then, um, I believe um, that distributor has been arrested. So I think I made the right decision. You made the right decision. Yeah. You've, you've got to trust your gut. You've got yeah. to go with what you feel is right. And if you were going, I feel a bit funny about this. I don't want to do it just to get my film out there mm. when I could actually push it. I, I, I commend your bravery for doing that because it would have been quite tough. It, yeah, it, it was tough. Um, but, you know, I spoke to friends who'd, who'd worked with this this company in the in the past and um, they, they'd never seen a royalty check for their film. I don't even think their film had even been particularly seen, let alone monetized on properly. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, yeah, it, it just seemed like a complete no-go. And, um, and we had some offers, you know, that were quite kind of VOD-focused because, you know, independent films with like no megastars in the cast mm-hmm. they mainly end up on on vod um and you know i obviously you know it's still very very nice to have those offers but you know i i wanted it to be on home video i wanted to, to have you know a limited theatrical at the very least sure so i thought okay let's just um you know put put these you know on hold for now i'll go over to los angeles and set up some meetings and see what happens over there mm-hmm. and um we we had a lot of cool meetings over in Los Angeles because, as I mentioned before, it's a lot easier to get a meeting with a distributor 
even you know on the higher end of things and you say we was it you and someone else it was me and uh and uh, melody uh who uh also uh, co-produced the movie with me great okay um nice. yeah she's uh she's based over there so um yeah we uh we spend a few months just uh meeting with people mm -hmm. and um and yeah and no, it was it was really great really exciting time because yeah we had all these all these offers coming to the table at once and and they were just much much better offers than what we'd had in europe Fantastic. by a long way really <laughs> yeah 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 i really do urge all filmmakers who've made a, a feature film who are at that point to go to america it, it, i mean it's the epicenter absolutely over mm -hmm. there I mean, and you're just going to broaden your scope of what's possible with that film and thusly your next project, I think, by taking it there. So would you do that now, um, even though you've got distribution for it? Would you still, is it something you'd want to go back and say, look, this is out now, kind of have meetings on the back of this, talking about your next project? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the company um, that uh, we sold Kaufman's Game to, Gravitas Ventures, they've already said that they want to release whatever... I do next, um, Brilliant. which is great because they're a wonderful distributor. But um, I mean, it, it's up in the air uh, at the moment uh, for, for my next project because um, I've just I've just signed a, a deal with a finance company um, that's based here. I, I think you know it's, it's something you have to decide further along, and we're looking to cast some some um, household names in the next project as well. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah, very, very happy to to have uh, partnered up with Gravitas for, for my first feature. It was a real, real honour to work with them. They're great guys. They are um, unusually honest in distribution, in the indie film distribution world. Um, mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I uh, I would highly recommend them to, to all independent filmmakers looking for a good distributor. Um, Excellent. And I'd love to work with them again. Um, it just, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to cross the bridge when we get to that. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Have you written another script? Have you got something ready? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, another thriller and it's set in Los Angeles actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's about, uh, an out of work actor, budding actor who, uh, takes on, uh, his most, uh, dangerous role to date in LA's most notorious crime family. Right. That's the, in a nutshell. I like the sound of that. Reminds me of an old Hugh Grant film, and I like that. It's not, not Mickey Blue Eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> At no. all. Yeah, I can't, Notting how, Hill. Not, uh, <laughs> considering how you make films, yeah. I imagine it would be nothing like Mickey Blue Eyes. <laughs> Thank um, you. Mickey Blue Eyes is very good, by the way. It's a comedy, but yours Yeah, it, it is funny. It is it a is funny film. Really James Kahn's good in it. So, yeah, that's the next, that's the next project. Great. All right. Fantastic. Listen, if, you, if you're around Richmond, if anywhere near London, mm. why not go and check out Kaufman's Game, which is on at the Odeon tonight at 7.30. 8.30. Tonight at 8.30. But, but join us for drinks at Pitcher and Piano at 7. Perfect. Great. And, and have a ride in one of the Kaufman's Game black taxis as well, if you want. Nice. Well, there's some black taxis hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, London London taxis really liked the story, so they uh, offered to sponsor us with some taxi advertising. Oh, that's nice. fantastic! Yeah. Well done. So it's cool to see the movie poster on the side of the cab. Really like that. Um, we've got something quite exciting now, have we? Yeah, we've got a listener question. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Loved your response. There. We've got a listener question. Nah, and I'm I'm quite that's excited about great. it. Great, do it. This is from Cody Bentley. Oh yeah. At Cody Bentley 7 He asks, and Helly, I'd like you to answer this if you can. I think we should all answer this, but... At once. At once. <laughs> we'll say, then you can listen to whichever one you can actually hear. Pan left and right. Pan left and right, and in the middle. Um, my first project is in its infancy. Any tips or advice you could offer? And 
How do I make myself known once I get to that point? Do we know what kind of project? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, tips. All right, if it's a short, forget it. Rewrite it as a feature. Brilliant, good Make one. sure it's genre-specific. Yep, agree with that. Horror, thriller, gangster... Thriller is big at the moment. By thriller the way. is really Thr- big. Corvin's getting it's a perfect time to do a thriller. Uh, Netflix are buying thrillers. Everyone yeah. wants a thriller. People sit at home and watch them. Fact. Great. Yeah. Good advice. So, yeah, uh, micro-budget, independent uh, thriller. Yeah, make it make it cheaply. Don't cast your mates. Contact agencies. Get the best actors you can mm-hmm. with the best followings you can. And if it's December... Ask Andy. And if it's December, ask Andy. Ask Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so well, Jan- the first half of January, first couple of weeks of January as well. Also. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've got, so I've what, got one hair commercial in January, but that's uh, you're in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also in it. Also <laughs> in it. Um, yeah, that, that's true. That's good. It's a good time because December, January. Why not make a feature film? Though not that's, much is happening. People are looking for work. That's good advice. Except if it's outside. Yeah, kit, kit will be cheap, or kit. they might even give you a freebie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens what does he do once he gets there how does he make himself known that's a tougher question I think go to America go to Los Angeles there you go set up meetings mm-hmm. yeah don't don't be afraid to reach out to the CEOs of the company go straight in for the top good and what happens yeah. if people haven't got the money to do this because that's a tough one as well apply for a credit card <laughs> <laughs> don't call the BFI <laughs> <laughs> Rubber bank. Yeah. Rubber bank. Rubber bank. bank. Yeah. Uh, Get a really rich boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. That's good too. Uh, uh, that's pretty, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked. Um, Cody, thanks very much for that question. Really appreciate it. Um, so, what next stuff for you is obviously tonight's screening, which is exciting, and then pushing on with your next project. Yeah. Um, no, um, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, re- it's going to be really exciting to see it on. Um, on the Odeon's biggest screen down there because it's a beautiful screen. And uh, I, I honestly, I much prefer watching the movie on a cinema screen. I, I've reached a point where I just couldn't bear watching it because I was watching it on my laptop over mm-hmm. and over, yep. which is a nightmare. It's not the same. No. Watching the World not of Darkness documentary on the big screen made such a big difference. Framed it for a big screen. Yeah. You did frame it for a big screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very true. It did look amazing up there. Uh, it does make a difference. So, so do go watch it, uh, Odeon Richmond tonight. And I'm sure there's other screenings as well, right? There will be, yeah. We, because we've, because we've um, had a, a good run with Odeon um, selling out and we've also with Savoy Cinemas, they've actually, um, when we're, we've got dates to be confirmed in January now and with the picture house cinemas as well so we'll have another chain to add to the wow. list so. that is a big success story congratulations oh, thank you well i, I mean I, yeah everyone said to me you know i mean i had people saying saying it's not going to get into festivals and and it has and comic-con and i had people saying it's not going to get distribution deal and if it does it's just going to be vod mm-hmm. and it has <laughs> yeah that's wonderful yeah yeah, really good. So where can people follow you to keep following your story and your journey? The Kaufman's Game Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And there's also the Ellipsis Films Facebook page. Um, yes, def- definitely um, follow us on there. Okay, and yourself, Always. where can they follow you on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. What? I'm afraid. I know. I, it's terrible. Like, Instagram. I'm, I'm, I, I'm on there, but I don't really use it. Oh. I'm still I'm learning Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Um, I'm still learning Facebook, actually. Um, yeah. Do you know well, what? <laughs> my MySpace still on I there. was on MySpace my years space and years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll put it all in the show notes as well. So yeah, definitely follow Elisa's films. Yep, 
and Kaufman's Game on Facebook, but you're not on Twitter. Ellipsis Films. Ellipsis Films. Um, and you're not on Twitter with either of them. Um, Kaufman's Game is on Twitter. Ellipsis Films is on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. That's fine. But, but I will soon I will soon remedy this. Now you've, you've inspired me. <laughs> you really should. I'll follow you back. I'll be tweeting you literally tomorrow. So yeah. set it up tonight. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Listen, thank you very much for joining us. This has been amazing. Um, you can follow us at Filmmakers Podcast. That's it. No, Filmmakers Pod. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Dot com. Uh, or you can go to yeah, www.thefilmmakerspodcast.com for all the back catalogue of stuff. Listen to us on iTunes. Do give us a nice review. Um, support us as much as you can. Andy, where can people follow you? Uh, I am at 35mm DOP on Insta mm-hmm. and at www full stop 35 M M D O P full stop C O M. On the internet. I don't know if anyone got that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me at Giles Alderson or you can go to directedbygiles.com. This has been brilliant. If you have any questions like Cody's, send them in and we'll answer them for you. You know, a little bit of... Or well, I guess will. And please check out the Kaufman's Game trailer. Even if you can't make the showing tonight. They do. Please they check do. out the trailer. Just Google it. Nice. There you go. Love that. Um, being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film, but know who your audience is and get out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. Until next time, Helia, thank you very much Thanks. for joining us. Thank you. Thank Andy, you. goodbye. Bye. Uh, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Goodbye for now. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>